the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. What a wonderful weekend we had last week as we celebrated Shavuot services and an all-night prayer and biblical discussion. It was great. We're certainly not there yet, but revival, I believe, is right around the corner. So think revival today. God wants us to be on fire for him. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you. We praise you and honor you. We thank Thank you for your Moedim, your appointed times where we come to you and we we lift up your name. So, Father, pour out your spirit upon us. Send revival. Heal each of us. Just heal our land, Father. We pray uh, as things are a little crazy right now, but with revival, everything would turn around. So we we pray, Lord, that your your power and your spirit would be shown, and we bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay. Um, again, if you would like to help. Uh, us financially. Uh, we talked about it last week. We fell short in the past year of, of our expenses for this program. So if you can help us, that'd be great. And uh, send an offering to uh, either through the heartofmessiah.org website or call our office at 813-831-5673. And if you want to help the Jewish community, the Messianic Jewish community in Ukraine, uh, please again call our office. We are hoping this week to send that next $10,000, which would bring us to $50,000 to help the people who are suffering so badly in the Ukraine area. Uh, last week, we talked about revival for ourselves and our country. And you can hear this message on our or our past messages on heartofmessiah.org. But today, I would like to start with two quotes to begin our subject. And the subject today is unity. Ronald Reagan said this, live simply, love generously care deeply, speak kindly, leave the rest to God. This certainly, I believe, is a prescription for unity, and we'll talk about that later on. You know, when we do the right things and then we leave everything else to God, there will be unity. A second quote is from President Bill Clinton, and he said, we all do better when we work together. 
Our differences do matter, but our common humanity matters more. Some of you might not care for Bill Clinton, but this quote emphasizes that unity is of most importance. And that's my segue to speak about unity today. I'm going to encourage you to consider the power of unity. And when someone else's idea comes across your desk, consider and pray whether or not God wants you to jump on board rather than to be critical and to be argumentative. God is looking for unity. God tells us the power of unity is so strong that even bad people with bad motives will be successful when they are unified. Genesis 11:5. Then Adonai came down to see the city and the tower that the sons of man had built. Adonai said, look, the people are one. And all of them have the same language. So this is what they have begun to do. Now, nothing they plan to do will be impossible. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand each other's language. And uh, though oftentimes we speak the same language, it sounds like we're speaking the different language because we can't get on the same page with each other. But there is power when people are in unity. People can do anything when they're in unity. However, the benefit of being in unity unity depends on aligning with God and his purposes. So when we look at human history, we see that it is a story of sin's disruption of God's ordained unity. And so the heart of Messiah is for us to be one as we follow God and his will couple things to think about first. God wants us to be in unity with him. God sets the rules. If he says, don't eat of the fruit of this one tree, then to be in unity with him, we obey. To be in unity with God, we need to know and follow his word and make his burdens our burdens. Psalm 133, probably my favorite or at least one of my two favorite verses on unity. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, Aaron's beard, coming down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there Adonai commanded the blessing Life forevermore. Unity is like the Holy Spirit just flowing over us. We saw that in the upper room. There's a great anointing that comes from unity. You know, you can feel it in our services when people are worshiping together in unity. There's so much excitement. There's so much joy. There's so much of God's power there. You can feel the electricity in the air charging even when skeptics are there, which is why we verify that when we have that kind of unity, people come to the Lord. So, secondly, uh, unity promises in this verse, Psalm 133, a blessing, life forever. Is unity as important to you as it is to God? 
God just said that unity promises a blessing life forever. God promises the blessing of life because it's unity requires a, a, a characteristic of sacrificial offering to the person or to God who you are going to be in unity with. We need to be in unity with Yeshua to receive God's blessings. God also uses the Brit Hadashah, or the New Covenant, to motivate us to be unified with our brethren. We see in John 17, Yeshua is praying to the Father, and Yeshua says in verse 20, I pray not on behalf of these only, but also for those who believe in me through their message, that they all may be one. Just as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, so also may they be one in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. The glory that you have given to me, I have given to them, that they may be one, just as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may be perfected. In unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them and you loved me. How many times in those few verses did Yeshua talk about unity? He's praying for unity. By the way, I always say that this is, this, um, prayer is the longest non-answered prayer that has ever existed. <laughs> 2,000 years, Yeshua is praying for the body of believers and the Jewish believers to come together in unity. And have we seen it? No. We're getting there, but we have definitely not seen it. So, you know, if you get discouraged when you're praying, just think of how discouraged Yeshua must be as he's prayed for unity. And he goes on in verse 24 saying, Father, I also want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that we may see my glory, the glory you gave me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world did not know you, but I know you, and these knew that you sent me. I made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them, I in them. And here in the end, Yeshua is talking about the unity between him and believers. This is the heart of Messiah. This is the heart of God. This is, this should be our heart. Yeshua is seeking to motivate us to unity by letting us know that the salvation of the world is at stake. Because that's what unity is going to produce. People will know that Yeshua is from the Lord, is from God. So, you know, maybe I need to repeat that, but I I just say maybe we need a minute of silence to contemplate the immense importance of unity to God. We have the greatest opportunity for people to turn to Yeshua when they see our love for one another. Picture your family getting saved. Picture your best friends getting saved. Picture your boss and coworkers getting saved. And you tell me, is unity important? Most people want unity. Most people don't fight, who don't want to fight and disagree. However, most people do not have unity 
a goal for their life, for their actions, for their words, for their thoughts. Most people don't make unity a priority in their life. Most people don't allow unity. In fact, yeah, they they allow unity to be derailed by something that seems more important at the time, some kind of disagreement, or more likely, they need to prove that they were right. (laughs) Unity is the decision to come together, overlooking what we differ in, in order to accomplish something greater, which would be God's will. We should be able to be in unity with all of God's people. We should be able to be in unity with all people in our congregation or our family. Let us learn how to come into unity with them. So unity is the result of of a covenant with the Lord, where you say to him, as much as it depends on me, I will be in unity with your children. Now, a covenant is a commitment that often requires sacrifice in order to keep it. We are used to contracts where we promise to do certain things, a marriage contract or a business contract. So what's the difference between a contract or a covenant? As I describe these differences, remember, God is requiring a covenant. So a contract would be like a partnership between two parties. A covenant is a merger of two parties, the two becoming one. A contract is geared toward protecting individual rights. A covenant is built on the foundation of sacrifice and self-denial. A contract focuses on self, benefits, and uh, preservation. A covenant focuses on the life and protection of the other party. A contract does not require unity of heart. A covenant seeks to be unified in heart and glorifies God's heart. Unity is setting aside differences in order to accomplish something for God that only can be done when two become as one. Acts 1, 14 and 15, the, these all devoted themselves single-mindedly to prayer along with some women, including Miriam, Yeshua's mother, and his brothers during this period when the group of believers numbered about 120. And we know the outpouring of God's Spirit that happened after this time. So we see, again, the power of unity displayed in Acts and, and, and realize that that day when the power of God's Spirit fell, 3,000 were saved that day. That's the power of beginning with unity and, and leaving the rest to God. We look in Ephesians 4, verse 1, Therefore, I, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called. Okay, so let's figure out in verse 2 what we were called to, right? With complete humility and gentleness, with patience, putting up with one another in love. 
making every effort to keep the unity of the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, in the bond of peace. Now, I, when I read these kinds of things, I laugh because I think one of the hardest things is being patient with people. Uh, you know, when you have different ideas of how things should be handled and or how people are speaking and you're you're wanting to go fast and they're going slow or you want to go slow they they're going too fast uh, it's hard to have patience and i love what it says after that putting up with one another in love that's a phrase we should all keep in our minds putting up with one another in love uh, that would be an interesting thing to describe how do we do that right uh, um, so the qualities we need from this verse to be in unity are humility, gentleness, patience, and putting up with others in love. So what is the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace that it talks about? God, through his spirit, puts the desire in your heart and in the strength to and, and the strength to accomplish this unity. You make unity a goal of all your relationships. Unity brings peace. Ephesians 4, 4, this is, there is one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one immersion, one God, and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And what we are to do is to understand God's culture, God's culture and what he desires from us. In Ephesians 4.11, he says he himself gave some to be, you know this, emissaries or apostles, some as prophets, some as proclaimers of the good news, some as shepherds and teachers to equip the holy ones, holy ones meaning set apart, kiddushim, for the work of the service for building up the body of Messiah. And it says this will continue until we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of Ben Elohim, the Son of God, to mature adulthood to the measure of the stature of Messiah's fullness. Okay, so what is the goal of the five-fold ministry gifts? The goal, it says, is unity. It's meant to build up the body in one, in unity, which is amazing. And it gets more than that. We see in verse 13 that I just read, that these ministry gifts are meant to build up the body, uh, and it says here that we will continue until we have this unity of faith and the knowledge of Ben Elohim. So, so God's saying that we continue and continue until there is unity. So that's the goal. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do two things. We are trying to come into unity, and we are trying for others to have the knowledge of Ben Elohim, the Son of God. So if you've ever wondered what your purpose is, that's your purpose. 
God's made it very clear in Ephesians 13. And then it says in verse 14, as a result, we're no longer to be like children tossed around by the waves and blown uh, all over by every wind of teaching, by the trickery of men with cunning and deceitful schemes. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all ways into Messiah, who is the head. What this is saying is to be a mature believer, you must be in unity with people. And you must be sharing the knowledge of Ben Elohim, the Son of God. Your gifts from God were given for you to build up the body and foster unity in our faith. We're set apart for this very purpose. And this is a description of a mature believer. Speaking the truth in love promotes unity. I believe the truth cannot be compromised, but we're talking about the truth of who God is and the truth of God's word and the truth of salvation. These things can't be compromised, but we can speak in love in all, at all times. We will be immature in our faith unless we express unity as one of our main desires. It's, we're not going to be perfect at it, but it's got to be our main desire. Do you desire today unity, to be in unity in your family, to be in unity in your congregation? Is it one of your core values? Do people know you by your desire to desire unity? You begin... By making unity your goal. Think unity. Then you speak words that promote unity. And finally, our actions are dictated by our goal for unity. What is something that brings unity? Well, I'll give you an example. Reconciliation and forgiveness. So we see in 2 Corinthians 5.18, now all these things from God who reconciled us to himself through Messiah and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So again, here's another purpose that you have. You have the purpose of the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, that is, in Messiah, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has entrusted the message of reconciliation to us, which means that we are not to count the trespasses of others, but we are to reconcile with them. Wow. I almost need silence here to let you understand the difficulty of this because we seem to be, as as a people, so far from God's desires. In verse 20, we are therefore ambassadors for Messiah as though God were making his appeal through us. We beg, beg you on behalf of Messiah, be reconciled to God. He made the one who knew no sin to become a sin offering on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. These scriptures in our heart develops our move towards unity. Well, you know what? We don't have any more time. I can't believe it. Where did the time go? But we will continue unity next week. Let me remind you uh, that if you would like uh, to help us with the finances on this program, just you can go to our 
uh, website, heartofmessiah.org, or call uh, one of our people in the office, usually Karen, at 813-831-5673. Come li- uh, visit our Shoresh David locations. We have f- different locations, different times, different uh, days. So uh, go to our website, which would be shoreshdavid.org, and um, check us out. And we'd love to have you visit. Again, if you want to help us uh, with a gift to the Messianic movement in Ukraine, please uh, let us know. Uh, And, uh, you know, join me as we close in prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, will you revive us again through unity, Lord? We are crying out that we can get over ourselves and even over others in order to do what you have asked us to do, which is to be in unity with all people. I pray that everyone who is listening today will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah. Yeshua HaMashiach Lion of Judah The God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.